Hey, hi, Rollers. How's it going? Jen Bruno Smith here. I am so happy that you're joining us today. We have an excellent topic for you. I am here with Caitlin Stein from Stein Art Studio in Orlando, Florida. And uh, Caitlin and her mom joined us uh, last week to talk a little bit um, about the newborn mastermind that we are launching. And we are going to dig in a little bit deeper today. But before we start, um, I was just saying I now wear blue light glasses <laughs> because I'm old. <laughs> They're so old. But you know, an interesting fact, and Caitlin, you don't know, Caitlin, you don't know this yet because you are a smidge, a shadow of my age. I am. I've told this story before, but like two years ago, whenever Caitlin spoke at our conference, we had a happy hour after, and I was like, are you coming? And she was like, I can't because I can't drink yet. <laughs> Not old enough. I was like, no way. I can't believe that. And now that I can't, I don't like it. So I should have went anywhere. <laughs> You're not missing much, honestly. <laughs> I, I do not like the taste of it. Um, I don't either. Yeah, no, I hate the taste of it. I don't like the feeling. I've actually never been drunk. I don't drink um, for and no other reason except the fact that I just don't like the taste of it. Yeah, same. I would rather go for ice cream or a smoothie. Same, same. Yeah, I I, um, I love ice cream and I love sprinkles and I love smoothies. I'll take anything like that. And if I do have a drink, it would be like a mudslide or something that literally tastes like a milkshake. Yeah. And then I never finish it. So it's <laughs> sometimes a waste of money, sometimes isn't, but I don't know. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. Good to see you. Good to see you. So we are going to chat today about the top three mistakes that newborn maternity photographers make when starting their business. And whenever we were talking about this before, um, I think that, um, you know, the three mistakes that you were thinking, Caitlin, are actually three mistakes that I think most photographers might make when they're first starting out. Because I remember um, I did this too. I did number I two. Just, yeah. I just dug into like Caitlin, you know, five years ago when we were starting and I was like, what were we doing wrong? And that's kind of how I brainstorm. And um, actually, a few of these things were coming up as um, some of as I was meeting with some of our new mastermind students. Um, I had some uh, meetings with them and we were talking through kind of how to get them started before the course is live. And um, the first one we're going to be talking about is um, changing your pricing because you're not booking people. And I was actually talking with one of the students and she's like, since January, I've changed my prices five times and I haven't booked one person. And I was like, well, that's what that's because changing your pricing. Yeah, changing your pricing is not going to bring in clients. You, there's other issues going on. Um, but I feel I feel her. I remember when we were starting out, we're like, you know, $500 is too much. Let's do it 400 You know, let's do it 300 Or maybe we do it this way. Or maybe yeah. we do it that way. It's and very tempting when you're not booking to go right back to pricing instead of all the other things that you should be doing to bring in clients. It's very easy. I think that that's like the easiest target or like the path of least resistance, maybe that people yeah. go right to that instead of thinking about what they can do to bring in clients, you know? Yeah. I um, feel, yeah. Yeah. 
So instead of changing your pricing, what do you think is like the number one thing that new photographers should do to bring in clients or to maybe start it? Because I think so many times people are are thinking that there's like one magic bullet, like there's one thing that you should do. But in reality, there isn't. There's lots of things. There's all the things. But if you had to narrow it down to maybe one thing for people to really like make an actionable change in their business, what do you think that would be? Well, like you said, there's a lot of things you can do. And um, I remember when we started, you want to start kind of you know, trying different things because some things will work better for your business versus others. Like sometimes I will, like, we will get a lot of leads from Instagram, but you know, someone else can be in other shoes. Maybe theirs is like their email list. Um, But as far as like, just talking about pricing and wanting to change your pricing, I wouldn't change your pricing. I would do things like uh, you are doing where maybe you don't require a minimum or maybe do a flash sale. Maybe instead of your uh, session feed, like, 50% off the session fee and um, offer some discounts, but not necessarily um, change the whole system of your pricing sheet. You know, um, and I'm actually posting this on, um, on Instagram right now. So people can join us, but I think that, um, so what I teach in Boudoir Mastermind, and I think what we'll reiterate in Newborn Mastermind is that if you're going to change something, just like any change, like if you were thinking about a scientific process or an experiment, you would trial something for a while and not change all the variables. You would change one variable. So you knew if that change made a difference or not. If you're changing all the things all at once, you're never going to know if what you did made a difference or which one of those changes made a difference, you know? So... I think that that is, um, is, it's good thing to keep in mind that you really need to like, um, ride it out a little bit. Right. And then one of the things when you're not booking people is also, um, having a system so that you know exactly why you're not booking people. Like I was talking to the student and I was like, are you not booking them on the phone? Are they not inquiring? And, um, quite frankly, she didn't know because her system, um, she didn't get in leads. They were sent like emails automatically. And there was a lot of things going on, but, um, it's a question of, are you getting leads? Do you need to maybe increase your ad spend or focus on getting more people uh, to inquire with you? Or are you not booking them on the phone? Is there something going on on the other hands of things? Um, Maybe change your targeting. So if you're getting like um, not necessarily your ideal clients as far as the leads, then you go back to your marketing and change where you're marketing. So I think like knowing exactly why you're not booking people is important. and most of the time is not because the the pricing structure. Right, exactly. Because when people are looking into your services, most of the time they don't even know your pricing. Um, you might not be closing them on the phone, but if you're not getting the inquiries coming in, it's not because of your pricing. And also, if you're not closing them on the phone, chances are it's still not because of your pricing. It could be because of your phone script or mm-hmm. you know your automations. There's so many other things. So um, this number two that you wrote, though, this one... Yeah. I- Felt attacked when I read it. I was like, oh, I was me. I was, I was there, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's every newborn. And honestly, like, I don't even shoot newborns. I have not, I have not photographed a newborn in, gosh, since, well, since Scarlett was born in 2016. 
And, but I have to say when newborn props come across my newsfeed, which I'm probably going to get a ton of them now because I'm talking about them and like like the phone hears you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I still think, oh, I want that. Like, oh, it's so cute. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so what that that second thing is, is not spending or trying, like not spending too much money on props and forgetting the business side. Because like you said, where it's so easy to spend a ton of money, there's always new stuff. You always want to have more. Um, but most of the times... You have enough, right? Gets used a lot. Yeah. Most of it's like, to be honest, if I were, if we were to like, for some reason, get rid of a lot of stuff, I know exactly what sells and I'll know exactly what we use. And it'll be like four props, like 10 outfits and I can do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't need a ton of stuff. And especially in the beginning when you, when you don't have a lot and you want to build that closet. I think it's important to before focusing on buying all this stuff, trying to focus on your business, invest in your education, because it's very easy after you invest in your business and you have all these clients and you have that extra income to then go ahead and splurge and get whatever props you want. Right. So I remember when I was, when because I started in newborn maternity and I liked it for a little bit. (laughs) Right. But then once I started having my own babies, I was like, I don't really want to hold other people's babies because I have my own baby and they're loud. So I don't want any more babies. But I remember I formed like strategic partnerships with um, prop people and I was doing that a lot. But the problem was a lot of the props that they were sending me were not a style that I really liked. And so I ended up shooting all this stuff that I was like, didn't like and wouldn't really use again. And then I was stuck with it. So I had so I feel much- that. Um, so yes, I feel that I'm right there with you. When we started the business, uh, my mom started. So she bought a lot of stuff that I'm like right here now standing and I'm like questioning, do we need this? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right? right. Which is why we have two storage units, because we have a lot of stuff that we don't use on the daily. But <laughs> but let me tell you, every time there's like some weird request and Kaylin goes to the storage unit and gets that one odd thing. And from there, mom's like, I told you we were going <laughs> to. Right. You're like, I'm glad I have that one thing. I was yeah. notorious for like going into home goods or, um, yeah, home goods and like finding random props that like, I was like, I will use this huge clock that's this big and I'll move the neat, the hands to like their time of birth. And I literally had this clock is huge. And, um, I ended up selling it at a yard sale. I never used it. Not one time. And, but I, I had the intention of using it. I was notorious for that with newborn stuff. Exactly. And sometimes it takes time. It takes time to know what your style is. Because I feel like um, as as creators, we um, after we do this for a while, we kind of um, start to realize where our style is, what we like to use, what's easy to use, what produces the most photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's actually better to hold off on buying a lot of stuff until you knock down exactly on what you like. So it's actually a plus in a lot of ways to not go ahead and buy a bunch of stuff right away, but rather 
play with what you have, invest in your business, focus on your client experience. And then as you get going, um, get more pieces. So, okay. So for newborn maternity, let's just focus and dial in on newborn stuff because there are so many props for that. What is like the one thing, right? Like a newborn photographer just starting out, like what is the one thing that, you know, you use all the time that was really worth the money that like, for me, it was those wraps. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like those, like the stretchy wraps. Yeah. I loved those. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I think it depends, actually, if we can touch on this subject a little bit, because it came up with a lot with our um, with our new members is uh, lifestyle versus like studio post newborn. And you can do amazing in both. And the benefit with lifestyle is you don't need a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So if that's you, if you don't like to necessarily play with babies, try to pose them in a certain way. If your style is lifestyle, maybe all you need are those wraps. Maybe you just need a few of those wraps, maybe different colors. And you go to people's homes and you take beautiful pictures of them. And I know so many like amazing amazing lifestyle photographers and I love their work and that's their style and people book them for that so um while our course what we teach in the shoot to sell modules are post photography I think if you're a lifestyle photographer you still will benefit from a lot of the other module because that's just one of the what is it like seven eight or ten modules so um and I wanted to touch on that the posing that you teach in post photography, like you're still going to wrap the baby. You're still exactly. going to like, you know, you're still going to pose the parents with the baby. It just might uh-huh. be in, a, in their nursery instead of uh-huh. on, um, you know, a studio backdrop. So uh-huh. like, you're still going to pose them. Like even in lifestyle, you still give them a core pose, right? Like, yeah. so I think a lot that- of them. Yeah, a lot of those like techniques on what to tell, you know, parents yeah. how to pose, they're going to be the same. They're going to overlap. They're not going to be totally different. Um, but that's true. Um, but back to your question, as a post newborn photographer, um, I would say you definitely need a few reps. Um, those are easy poses to do in every session. Then you want to get like maybe three props to start with. Um, And you want to think of like the baby's pose on that prop. So if you have the moon, the baby's on the belly, Uh, maybe you get a little bowl. So the baby is on their back and maybe you get a bucket. So there you do the uh, chin on hands so that you have three props, but it's all different poses so that you have variety in your um, in your gallery. Um, So, yeah, and then maybe a few baby outfits. I think that's all you need. If I were to, for some reason, we got an inquiry for a celebrity to fly to a different state. And I was like, my mom, I was like, how are we going to log all this stuff? (laughs) Amazing. When when was this? Um, It was just like a few weeks ago. And I was like, how are we going to log all this stuff? But (laughs) anyway. In, in crates, in crates, like they used to do in like the old days with like the ships and like yes. those crates. <laughs> no, literally we were going to, we were going to go to FedEx and ship like a whole thing because we can't take it on the plane. But anyway, if, if you were to like really just start out, I think you have, you need three props that are like three different poses, maybe a couple wraps and maybe a couple outfits. And with the outfits, you can really do like beige, white, and like maybe a dress and maybe like a blue outfit. So it's like, girls and boys and then the neutral ones you can use for both um you really really don't need a lot you can start with just a few things that's great I think that that's really good advice and and it's something that's important to keep in mind because 
people so often go right to like just buying, like they just want to buy and bleed money. And, but when you're running a business, you have to keep in mind that you need that money needs to come in too before it goes out. And it is easy to just get like focused on like the buying and that adrenaline rush. And it's so fun. It's, I love, I love shopping. Yeah. It's really fun. Who does it? Who does it? Who does it? So, okay. Number three, wasting money on boosting posts on social media and paying websites like Yelp, or if you're a boudoir photographer, websites like The Knot. Mm-hmm. So, what yes. are your thoughts on those things? So I remember we were doing an interview with Humberto and he was like, what kind of marketing were you guys doing when you started out? And I was like, you know, we were like boosting posts on Facebook and we were paying a I bunch of money. It, too. it was, it was like $500 a month for Yelp. Yeah. And it was like click based. And mm-hmm. I have no idea if they have like robots who clicked on your ads or what, but we were paying $500 on Yelp. And guess what? Were we getting clients from that? No. Were we getting clients from boosting posts on Facebook and whatever? No. But, but the thing is, when you're doing it, when you're spending the money, you're like, I'm marketing for myself. I'm doing great. You I'm feel like, like, great. Yeah. You feel like you're doing something. Yeah. But in reality, then, when you are for Yelp, you're throwing money at them. Yeah, you are. It's just, um, it's a different way of thinking. And if like, for me, I had no business experience. So for, like we were thinking, we were like over here spending all this money. Why are we having clients? It must be a price issue, right? Yeah. Then you start like circling back to that. And I think one of the biggest things when we started um, spending more money on the business side, not the props, is learning about all these stuff that we didn't know, like how important it is about like your website SEO and what you post about um, your marketing copy and how that looks like um, and just focusing on Google. Uh, We weren't doing Google ads. they may be really intimidating. I didn't even know where to start with that. So um, for us, for our genre, like we were talking on the panelist, um, for our genre, Google is the biggest one because yeah. most mom will go to Google and be like, I need a baby photographer. Right. Um, but we do get a ton, a ton of people from um, Instagram as well um, because we have a big following and because we build it up so much. Um, so for us, those are the two big things. But for each one, for each person, it might be different. Maybe they have a big Facebook group, or you know, um, for us, those two are the things. And in partnerships, like I mentioned before, OBGYN office, um, ultrasound. I really, I'm going to mention this so many times because that's the first thing I did when we moved to Florida from California. No one knew us, so the first thing I did was I messaged this local ultrasound company. She's amazing. We just did her maternity pictures too, amazing. and. I still remember the first time we like we had a, we have a little cart and we put on like our albums and our wallet and we went we had a meeting with her at her at her ultrasound and we're like this is what we do and we want to work together because I feel like we share the same clientele and she's like that sounds amazing and uh what we ended up doing is we decorated her walls with like our pictures oh, and um she offers packages so what we did is we put 
print credit in her packages. So her first package is like $50 print credit to us, and then it goes more based on her packages. And we still Sorry. get people every day who are like, I have my print credit from Ultrasound, you know, uh, from CMA3, I'm going to book with you. And it's just the easiest thing, people. And what, let me tell you, we have a lot of followers on Instagram who are from her, um, who maybe like didn't book with us for whatever reason, but they follow us and then their friends follow us. So it's, it's, a good way to like establish yourself in your community. So there's so many other things that you can do and partnerships are free. I mean, except for the money you would invest to like display or work in their office. Um, right. We're free. Right. Like, so much, so much potential there. And that's so smart. And I think that, you know, people who aren't just newborn photographers, people who shoot in other genres, you can apply the same methods to strategic partnerships, no matter what your genre is. Like you don't have to just be shooting newborns for this to work. So, um, so I love that idea. Those are three really solid ideas and really solid direction. Um, in like 20 minutes that you just gave Caitlin, we're so appreciative of that. Um, and in the newborn, uh, mastermind that we've been building for the past few months. It is literally full of nuggets like this and information and wait, things to grab a hold of and really run with this actionable items that will change your business. And that's why I'm so excited about this course. I think it's going to just reach so a whole new um, population of photographers. And I'm super excited about it. Yes, we're so glad we're going to be able to work with like amazing people. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited too. There's so much there. There's so much I want, like, I'm so excited to see like all the stories and like, ah, I'm excited too. See the success starts to come in because that, yeah. that is super rewarding. Um, You know, with Boudoir Mastermind, literally every day there's testimonials in 2.0. And every time someone posts something, it's like, um, it fills my cup. I'm like, oh. That's it. That's why I've been on my computer and now I wear blue light glasses. Because... <laughs> but I don't have bifocals yet. Interesting story. I just found this out. As you get older, when you reach a certain age, your prescription gets better before it gets worse. I just real I just found that out because I went and I got looked at and he was like, your prescription is like, you know, a point better than it was. I don't know how he said it. And I was like, yes, my eyes are getting better. He goes, no, not really. It actually means that you're about to get worse. Like you're on your way to bifocals. I'm like, oh, geez, that's not good. I have really bad vision. I've had it since I was little. I'm like negative four and a half. Oh, girl, I was negative, negative seven. Oh my God. Okay. Never mind. Now I'm negative 6.25. So it got better yeah. by like a smidge. Yeah. But Oh, wow. I didn't know you were. Yeah. Wow. I've been that since I was like five. Like when yeah. I was five, they realized that like, like I couldn't see for shit. And so they, so I've been wearing glasses since I was five. And then of course, like contacts. Since I, was I have five. a really funny story. I, so negative four is still pretty significant. Like when yeah. I don't have my, my contacts on, I'm pretty much blind, Thank but you. I didn't get glasses until um, eighth grade. Oh, wow. I, I, I just thought that's the normal I way saw. to be. Yeah. yeah. That's just, I yeah. mean, I, I always, 
Yeah, I was always like the the you know smart kid, so I always sat in like the first row, yeah. so like I could see. And I I just thought you know people in the back they just couldn't see. <laughs> this is what everybody feel. Yeah, yeah. And same. And then I remember my mom took me to the doctor, you know, to the eye doctor because I was like it started to get worse and worse, you know. Right. And I was like, mom, I think I can't see. And we turn and then they're like negative four. And she's like negative four. <laughs> You really can't see. You're right. <laughs> I, I know. Yep. I feel you, girl. Well, just wait like 20 more years and you'll get better by about three quarters okay. of a point. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, thank you everyone for listening. If you yeah. guys have any questions, you can um, pop into the High Rollers Club on Facebook. We can answer them there. You can you can email us at thrcpodcast at gmail.com. Um, or, you know, um, write a comment right on the podcast link, um, wherever you watch your podcasts, but I always, we always appreciate you following and liking or giving us a rating in the podcast areas. Um, and if you want to follow Caitlin and the Steins, where can they find you at? Yeah. Um, so they can find us pretty much anywhere. Um, Stein Art Studio um, underscore photography for Instagram or steinartstudio.com for our website. And then our email is info at Stein Art Studio if you have any questions. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. So until next time, high rollers, dream big and hustle harder. It's great seeing you and I will see you the next time.